Power Athlete Radio. You are dedicated to your training. You wake up early or stay late to attack your weaknesses. You prehab, you rehab, and mobilize ad nauseum. But do you put the same effort into your nutrition? This week, our nutrition crew answers your questions and does a fucking great job. As spring approaches, everyone wants to know the secret to a bod that will turn heads and perform. Leia Kay and Tyler Mitten break down how to eat to perform and so much more. Topics like how to gain while living on college resources and a limited budget, how to get on track after a series of shitty training sessions, and the truth about artificial sweeteners. You'll also get our nutrition crew's perspective on how to tackle smart food prep for your springtime backpacking adventures. But don't worry, it's not all patchouli and Birkenstocks. In true power athlete form, the crew can't help but provide some of the oldest advice known to strength training. Sometimes tackling your biggest nutrition issues starts with one simple step. Suck a little less every day. When form follows function, you best be fueling for success. Start by fueling your brain. This is episode 198. Power Athlete Nation, what is up? Ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, hobbits, that's for you, Tex. It is time <laughs> for the premier podcast in strength and conditioning. Ing, ing, ing. We have our nutrition show today. So that means Leia Kay, Tyler Mele, what's up? Lady and gentlemen, we're going to be talking hey. nutrition stuff. Tyler, say hi. It's my favorite stuff to talk about. So that was Tyler. The lady is Leah, and I am your hacked up host, Luke. Uh, so I'm out here in Texas. Leah is just a stone's throw away. Tyler, where are you at? I'm in Tennessee, actually, believe it or not. Okay, so you're in Tennessee, but not for long, right? I mean, you got, you got something coming up, right? You're like a month of travel? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll be from probably Kansas City to Vegas to Denver uh, somewhere in Europe to New York, all within like a month. So, and that's just chasing around the guys who uh, get in street fights for a living, right? Yeah, that's that's all with human cockfighters. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but there are rules. There are rules. There are rules. No, there are there are a few like no fingers and orifices is always one that they go over. That's really weird to me. <laughs> Leah, what's new with you? What's going on? Oh, not much. Just gearing up for the open in a couple ah, yes. of weeks at the gym. Yes, yes. We uh, so we Tex and I have been like for the past two weeks, um, going through the whole open warm up strategy. See, the thing about here's here's the thing. Tex isn't here today, so we can talk shit on him. But here's why we'll give you. So we're going to be reading questions and answers, and I really rely on Tex to read this shit because I don't know how to read. So I'm going to do my best today, people. Hang in there. But Tex has been like researching, as is tradition, the whole last year to see what he can learn and what we can do new or what worked, all that shit for the CrossFit Games open warm-up series. And that shit's coming back, and it's, it's hot this year. It is hot. And um, we're going to put uh, show you the proofs in the pudding, and we're going to be traveling around to some Friday night lights around here in Texas. We're going to be in Tampa doing Friday night lights throwdowns, I guess, with, uh, with gyms. Leia, we're going to come to your gym. Well, actually, great. yeah, we're going to be putting on warm-up clinics and like literally putting the people, uh, elite to normal, I guess, who are competing in the open and against themselves or against the, you know, people, their similar skill level. We're going to be putting them through the warm-ups. It's going to be epic, but we're going to try and get it on video, put it out there. You guys are going to love it. But anyways, I digress because that has nothing to do with nutrition, does it, Leia? It, uh, but it does oh, in its yeah, own it, way. It does, doesn't it? Everything's connected. It does. Everything yes. is everything. Psycho-cybernetics. All right. Here we go. Let's just jump into it, people. So what we did, we dropped a little post on our Instagram 
Power Athlete HQ on Instagram. And uh, you guys drop some questions. And thank you for being detailed. Some of you, others, we're going to find you and we're going to beat you with a sack of oranges. Okay. So you got we- lots of compliments on your manly Texas beard, though. No. So- no. Listen, this thing is like, I, I had a dream that I shaved it and it was glorious. But <laughs> I got a buddy who's got a wedding and I'm standing in it. And uh, like historically, I've always had some little fucking gimmick at each of these weddings, like it, whether it's long hair, fucking bro bun, like just douchey shit, to, you know, bro like, bun. <laughs> just douchey shit to put my own little fucking, uh, I guess, stamp on their wedding. Cause it's mm-hmm. all about me, you know, so this year, this year it's a homeless, homeless beard. Um, again, we digress. Let's jump into it. FC two, one, one, two. Uh, they're asking about one of our favorites, artificial sweeteners, right? So here's the question. What's your take on artificial sweeteners in supplements? I've been trying to avoid whey powders, BCAAs, with any sucralose, a.k.a. Splenda, I guess. Uh, but it seems sucralose, aspartame, uh, et cetera, are pretty common. Should I not worry about it, or is it worth the time, money to avoid these ingredients? Who's going? Well, we wrote a fabulous – I don't know who that was. Wait. Oh, it was me. Article on powerathletehq.com about artificial sweeteners. Um, We didn't focus so much on like the supplement side of it per se, more like the energy drinks, diet Cokes, like that kind of stuff. Um, But from the industry side or or the the bottom line is it behaves the same no matter if it's in a supplement or if it's in a pre-workout or an energy drink, artificial sweeteners can cause some issues with – your gut microbiome or the gut bacteria. So it's a complicated issue. If you've got your nutrition, my opinion, if you've got your nutrition in ducks in a row and you are eating the way that you should, you're eating on a you know power athlete template, um, if your sleep is in order and you're getting your eight to nine plus hours a night, if your stress levels are low, if you are doing things to help heal or, or promote good gut health, like um, eating probiotic-rich foods, drinking kombucha, doing sauerkraut, whatever, then the little bit of artificial sweetener that you're going to get within, say, a whey protein shake, I don't really think is going to be a huge issue. Um, but everybody's different, right? So it's bio-individuality as far as nutrition is concerned. And you might have a more sensitive gut than others. If you're experiencing, you know, bloating issues, digestion problems, anything like that, then yeah, you need to be getting this stuff out of your system. And you might not be able to do a shake. You might have to do an unflavored or unsweetened way, which does exist. It tastes like shit, but it does exist that you can mix with stuff. Or you might have to just use food as a post-workout as opposed to a like a supplement. Um, So it kind of depends on who you are and what the rest of your nutrition and environment looks like, I think. Anybody else? Tyler? Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on this. It is a little bit individual-based. That being said, if you can't avoid it, I mean, do it. There's there's no reason to have it if you just don't have to have it. Um, Me personally, it it wrecks me. Um, Artificial sweeteners, they will cramp my stomach up. It hurts. I mean, it's... I, for the longest time, I re- really never knew what was doing it. But like, if I have a Coke Zero, my stomach hurts. You know, within minutes after. Um, so it's something I try to stay away from. 
uh, you know, I've experimented things like monk fruit and, and things like that don't tip, you know, have any kind of issue for me. Uh, but again, you know, it's just one of those things. If, if you can leave it out, just leave it out. You know, I'm, I'm all about kind of restricting yourself from things you don't have to have. I think it's uh, good and, and, and beneficial mentally to be bigger than a food product. So, and I know uh, our good buddy over at, um, uh, Deuce Jim Logan. He's a king of social media. If you don't know it, I think he's a Guinness book world records holder now for picking up a rock or something, but uh, he's got his original nutritionals and I've done their, um, un, like their unsweetened way. And uh, it, I mean, it was fine, but here's the thing. Here's how I do when I take my protein. Here's literally how I do it. I scoop, I throw the whole scoop in my mouth and then swig a swish of water and then take the whole thing down as like a gooey bolus. You know what I mean? And I guess, I mean, I'm not, I'm not advocating that because it takes some practice with, you know, choke and cough up dry powder all over the room. But I mean, it is possible. And there's a super affordable, uh, so you can find the stuff it's palatable, but lay out, you know, if you, like you were saying, if you're going like, end up going like egg white protein or some shit like that, like be ready to choke some shit down. And you know, if you got one of those food ninjas, you could just kind of mix it up with maybe some berries or something. If you really need to blast out, um, so like an unpalatable protein powder, but hey, I think you nailed it on the head. Like if your ducks are in a row and you like, let's say you're a healthy individual, you know, body fat's low, performance is fine. And when you take this stuff, you don't feel the the Tyler, like what are you saying? Wrenching cramps or like gut bombs. You should be fine. Like don't, don't sweat it. It can be minimal, but you know, it's like the office space. Uh, you know, it's like fractions of pennies. Those can work against you or works for you. So it's like, it's up to you. What do you want to, you know, what do you want to do? Yeah. I mean, you got to keep, I think we're going to drive ourselves crazy if you, if you get so enamored by all of the little things out, I mean, the world is going to basically kill you. So you got to do the best that you can while still, um, you know, being reasonable or, or not driving yourself crazy. If it causes you more stress then it's, you know, there's an issue in that in and of itself. I personally will tell you, I use a protein that has um, a little bit of artificial sweetener in it. Uh, I take it on days that I work out. I don't take it on days that I don't work out and it doesn't have, I mean, I don't think it causes any trouble for me, um, but everybody's different. So yeah. And in case you're that person out there who's like, all right, I can have all the fucking artificial sweeteners I want. That's not what we're saying. Okay. No. So, uh, but you yeah, can go. go fuck off. Yeah. So <laughs> that guy. FC, FC 2112 or 2112 or 21112. I don't know. Go check out the artificial sweeteners article. See why it works against you and how it can be problematic. Lay it through that sucker out there. But again, I wouldn't, I guess I just wouldn't sweat it. Now, uh, let's just roll forward to my man, Jacob Caton. Here we go. What are good foods that I can eat to keep my weight up while I'm in season? I'm a college lacrosse player and the food on the campus isn't the best all the time. So it's a challenge to know what to eat. Interesting. Uh, all right, let's take a look at this guy. And you guys got anything to jump in on Tyler? Yeah, it, it's hard to kind of give recommendations on what you should add when I don't really know what you're doing. Um, you know, that being said, if you're, if you're actively trying as it is right now and you're just asking for additional advice, I assume you're eating, you know, pretty even to your, you know, uh, your caloric intake, uh, you're probably not trying to gain too much weight, but you always don't want to lose. Uh, we're big on, we're big fans of like an isocaloric diet. Um, I like same, same amount of calories come from protein, carbs, and fat. 
when people kind of have a maintenance thing, me personally, I find that sticking to an isocaloric diet is, is the best way to go. Um, you know, high protein, high, high carbohydrate, pretty moderate on the fat, but quality foods, what you're going to be needing. As far as campus foods, man, it's there. You just gotta, you gotta look for it. You might have to cook some on your own. Yeah. And, and John, we, John wrote a little ebook called be the hammer. Uh, it's on the shop and he talks about kind of game day nutrition, in season nutrition and like shocker. It's just, it's not that different. It's just, uh, you know, what do you, Basically, the, the big takeaway is if you're going to make any changes, don't make drastic changes before a game, for example. Like, you know, be sure that you try out and try on it, whatever changes you're going to make before you actually jump into competition. Now, in terms of shit to like, it, it, it sounds like he's just trying to keep calories up. Uh, dude, there's um, egg milk. cookers. Or, yeah, milk, if you can tolerate dairy. If you can tolerate dairy. Right. I don't know what they're serving at his campus. I mean, when I went to college – it wasn't, I mean, you could get pizza and chicken fingers and shit, but like Tyler said, there was food there. You could go to the Mexican food line. We had like a yeah. Mexican food line and you could just ask for the meat. Like I just want a bunch of chicken or I just want a bunch of beet, whatever. And sure, sure. do whatever you want for it. I think you just got to be a little bit more creative. Yeah. Sounds like. But at, like, I'm thinking of like minimalist, like get some olive oil fucking and just take take a shot of olive oil drink a fucking glass of milk uh dude get like george Foreman grill and uh and chicken breasts or crock pot and chicken breasts and a cup of like a big thing of salsa dump it in there like keep it dude listen i remember what college was like you want minimal fucking like minimal effort maximal return and putting two pounds of chicken breast in a crock pot and soaking that stuff with, uh, you know, with a salsa. And then as you eat it, dress it with olive oil and some sweet potatoes or something, or rice, shit, I don't know. Like, uh, you might have to have a little investment up front to get this fancy machinery. But, dude, you can make it happen. And like Leah said, but I think you said, you know, all the time. So maybe there's like Thursday through Friday's fucking pizza only or some shit. But, my man, fats are the calorically dense stuff. So if you really do need to get more calories in, you got olive oil, you got coconut uh, you got avocado, AKA guac, you got what else? Butter, you know, just start to dress with some of that stuff on Eat anything. that shit with a spoon. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> you know, put butter on your fucking burger. Just do it. Delicious. Um, and that'll, that'll get your calories up. But, uh, I guess one thing again, any changes is like, this is the big thing. And this is what John talks about and be the hammer is don't make any drastic changes without fucking tinkering. And when it doesn't matter most, you know what I mean? So anything else to add on that one, guys? We had a rice cooker when I was in college too. My, my sweet mate was Filipino. So it was like, it was um, unspoken law that she had to have a rice cooker <laughs> and she would make like a giant thing of rice um, at least once a week. And that was easy. That was well, I, was, I was over at John's and they got some fucking magic thing that it's like a crock pot. It's basically a pressure cooker, but it's it an Instapot. Instapot. So here's Instapot. the Jacob. Here's what you're gonna do, bro. Listen, just beg your fucking parents for an Instapot. If in like, or just uh, you know, go do some odd jobs because they're kind of expensive, aren't they, Leah? They're like 200, 300 bucks or something. No, no, no. They're not that expensive. Really? But I think they're more in the like hundred dollar range. But they have sales and shit on them all the time. Like they had an Amazon deal where it was like 50 bucks or something. Um, at one point right now it's not happening. It was over the holidays. Um, everybody I knew got an Instapot, but yeah, they're great. You can cook rice in seven minutes. So rice in seven minutes, you can do like a roast in 
I don't know, 20 or something like that. Uh, it's just depends. You can do, yep. Yeah, it's crazy. You can do frozen food. Like you put a, the frozen chicken breast in, in like 30 minutes. It's good. What? It's great. I got it. Now I got to get one of these fucking things. I'm going to have three crock pots, two Instapots, two rice cookers. It's a fucking mess over here. <laughs> Egg cooker. Dude, I'm like a, no. I am, dude, I am a, uh, like a cooking gadget hoarder. And they're so fucking bulky. So when you move, it's just, it's all right. I digress again. All right, let's, <laughs> let's barrel forward. Um, uh, SMC 8934. Uh, like, I, listen, bro. I think this is a bro. Moose. Is moose like a nickname for a guy or girl? What is up with all of these people commenting and having private accounts? Well, listen. How am I, I going to get on and assess you slash talk shit about you if your account is private? <laughs> if, if, your name's, if your name's Moose, I got to see what you, I got to see you. But maybe it's because they have antlers. It could be. All right, Moose, what's up? Okay, listen, bro. Let, he likes crabs. First off, we love you. We love our people. We love Power Athlete Nation. It's, but you have to understand that Power Athlete is an organization of tough love, okay? So here we go. What's your take on a training day if your nutrition isn't up to par? I feel like days I don't get the appropriate amount of calories slash carbs, et cetera, my training suffers badly and I'm doing more harm than good. Hmm. I mean, he's, he's not wrong. I mean, you want to, your, your nutrition needs to, you know, benefit your strength conditioning. I'm not sure what a strength conditioning is looking like, yeah. but the fact, I, I wouldn't say if you, if you didn't do nutrition right, just don't work out. I definitely wouldn't say that. You just might have to make some adjustments. If you, if you're not feeling it, make some adjustments to what you were supposed to be doing. Yeah. Leah, you got anything else to dogpile on? I mean, I just, shit happens. Life happens. Like, what do you mean? Is it that big of a deal? Your, your training suffers badly. So you have a shitty training day. What does John say? Sometimes you get a shovel. Sometimes you get a spoon. You just, just got to move, gotta the move dirt. some dirt. Like, That's right. Whatever. So you had a shitty day. Your training day is bad. Okay. Learn my lesson. I didn't eat right. Tomorrow I start over. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think that you should not train or I don't think you should decide that you're just, just I don't know. It's, it's yeah, so kind here's, of here's kinda, here's, Yeah, here's my thing, right? Um, this to me sounds like the deep thought of a young, I don't know if you're a lifter, if you CrossFit, if uh, you're Oli, if you do like your track and field athlete, if you're a field sport athlete, but, but the, who, the training is a vessel to an end state right? And uh, one point on a sequence does not define a sequence. What does that mean? If you plot a whole bunch of, let, let's say a year's worth of training days and once every one to two weeks, you fuck up your nutrition because shit gets busy. You're on the grind. You're studying for finals. You're in med school. You're in law school and you show up and a training day ranks as a three out of 10. That is not going to affect the long-term trajectory, right? So this is a long road. And what you have to realize is you've committed to the grind. You've committed to training. You're, this is your lifestyle. That's fine. And herein lies the problem. If this is like three to four days a week, then there's something, there's something outside of just nutrition and training that's fucking you up that you got to reevaluate, right? So maybe you're taking on too much workload. Maybe it's just not realistic. Maybe you got to be better at food prep. But um, I guess if you go in and you're Delta Spoon, it, you just got to move the dirt, Leah. Just like you said, you got a spoon, you move the dirt, and you know what? You get your reps in. As long as you're reinforcing posture and position, you're not breaking movement patterns. 
You should not negatively affect your training by having a poor emotional performance along with the physical training stimulus. Does that make sense? Did, I, did that one come out right? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I, I feel you, dude. It's, I had a shitty training day last night. I didn't want to go. I was tired. We have late training on Wednesday nights, um, but it's partner stuff. And I knew that my teammates were going to, I couldn't just punk out because I didn't feel like it. So I got in the gym and I, what I did, I stuck my headphones on and I played some music loud and I actually rode a really like casual 5k just to get my mind kind of like more focused, let go of a little of the daytime stress. I don't know. And just kind of all right, body, you know, we're, we're starting to sweat. We're moving, like get your shit together. You're going to do training and it's going to be fine. It actually helped a lot. And, um, it wasn't a good day. Like I couldn't snatch for shit, but the, the, the day wasn't wasted. Like I still got some good stuff happened. Some good training happened. I got to do, you know, we did some teamwork stuff and, and it was great. Um, I personally could have had a little bit better of a day, but it, doesn't mean that, you know, it was wasted or like, oh, I don't feel great. I'm just going to blow this shit off. Like you just got to kind of evaluate where you are and not every day is going to be a great day. You just deal with it. So. Yeah. And I, like, I don't want to downplay the situation and be like, stop being a pussy, but there is kind of some of that, but let's just do, let's do a realistic scenario. Like, um, Maybe the training is very important, you know, and just remember the end result is what matters. And as long as you were showing up and you're pushing yourself along that trajectory, maybe not at the rate that you want on a given day, that's fine. Let's say that this training is imperative and you need to get your shit together and you can't do it. That's exactly why Leia exists. That's exactly like why Tyler exists. And that's why you, you go and you get a nutrition coach and someone to help hold you accountable and help provide strategies for you to make sure that three out of seven days aren't dog shit days of training because you can't fuck, you can't, you just can't get your food side of things together. Does that make sense too? Like maybe it's a real problem and I, you know, and I don't want to fuck it. I just don't want to push you and force you into vertical where it's like, Hey, you're just being a puss, but that's kind of how it shakes out. So I don't know. I think we nailed that one, right? Yeah, I think we got that one pretty good. I mean, just see what, see what can get done and do it. All right, Tyler, let's get on to reverse dieting. And I think Leia is having a little connection problem. She'll jump right back on. Don't worry about it, people. Uh, is reverse dieting bro science or real science? What's the difference between those two? Nothing. Or after cutting calories to make weight for a fight, let's say, should you instantly return to your normal diet or gradually get back on track? So, Tyler, these drop and fight here. You're the guy. Uh, this is the Eric Lyons. I like that. See, I'm the, we have so much in common, bro. The Luke Summers, the Eric Lyons, we should get an apartment together. All right. What's up, Tyler? Go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's something to it in, in, in fighting, especially when I, when I actually hear reverse dotting, it's something that, that I, uh, fighting and weight cuts, the first thing I think about, um, because after you get done, done, done cutting so much weight or losing a lot of weight, you just can't stay in that core deficit. It's, it's, it's going to be really bad for you. You're going to cause some metabolic issues. Um, so you have to kind of get out of that core deficit for a while. With fighting, you don't really have to manage it because what happens after these guys make weight and when their fight's over, they're going to take a week and eat absolutely anything they want to eat. Um, you know, I would love to be able to control that a little bit. I'm a bigger fan of them, you know, not, not letting the wheels fall off the wagon too much, but it is what it is. They're going to do it. 
Um, so what happens, you'll see these guys, they might weigh in at 170. Most of my guys, if they're at 170, they'll weigh in at 170. They'll be about 200 by the time they fight. You know, the week after a fight, they'll get up to maybe 210 just because all this extra sodium and, and their body's storing. But then they're right back down to a good, healthy walk weight, you know, a couple weeks after. Um, but what I've noticed with people who diet constantly, they're always dieting, they're always in a caloric deficit, is they get to this point and they stay in that, that caloric deficit, super, super low body fat percentage, and they just hate life. You know, it's really hard on them. They start having issues, recovery issues. Um, you'll see a lot of things with women. You'll start to see a lot more issues. Um, the female athlete triad, you'll start seeing, you know, like uh, period issues and, and, and all kinds of bad things. So it's, it's something that I do think there's something there to it for sure. And it needs to be done. Um, but my experience life normally lets it happen. And as long as you're not suffering from say like an eating disorder, um, you know, you just got to let it happen. Um, you know, but there, you know, I've dealt with a lot of eating disorders. Sometimes that is the issue and people refuse to get out of that deficit after so much time. But once you hit your goal, you know, reward yourself, take a little bit of a break. And then if you need to get back on, get back on. There you go. Right on it. So it's, it, it's not necessarily bro science. Is that what you're telling me? No, I mean, it's, here's my thing. Almost all bro science is real science. You know, it's, it's, it really truly is a lot of bro science is the stuff that when you worked years ago and you know, a decade down the road, science comes in and proves it. And Arnold Schwarzenegger was doing it before anyone said, you know, it was a scientific method. Um, but no, I mean, it, it is, but it's, it's, it's also fact, you know, it's something people noticed a long time ago that it was good. And the, the, the true scientific reasonings behind it are, are sound. There you go. So there you are, my man, the E-Rock. Um, so I guess, and you know, if dude, here's the thing, like Tyler, what you do with your fighters and, and managing that shit seems like just fucking witchcraft to me, bro. So, and I know that we're trying to work and kick something off for you. So um you can you know if there are guys like if eric is a fighter and he needs help with this shit like you can do that uh to the best of your ability from a distance setup right the remote coaching oh, yeah. i mean the, the, the vast majority of the fighters that i work with I, you know I, i'm never there for their camp um right. you know some of my high profile clients i'll be there you know the final weeks but the large majority of my fighters i'll, I'll never see i've worked with a lot of guys i've never even met so there it is people uh let's jump forward uh, leaning protocol. All right, my man, D hall three. So, uh, D hall is on the leaning protocol. He's clearly been under eating till he's hit this protocol and there's a shit ton more food than he's used to. It's hard to get in all the food, uh, much less adding veggies, which, uh, doesn't contribute much to my count, right? So veggies, yeah, not super calorically dense, doesn't necessarily count against you on the, the leaning protocol as long as they're not the starchy deal. Um, so here's the deal. Should I drop, uh, should I drop the weight on the template to a number that, and, uh, that allows me to eat more veggies and hit my numbers or just man up and force feed myself right now? I just eat meat and sweet potatoes or rice. Uh Oh, <laughs> and I get, uh, I get the numbers and it's still a struggle weighing 194 pounds right now, eating four meals a day. All right. So homeboys, 194, trying to lean out, you know, and I actually just had this talk with Harry cause we're doing our, our little Harry Shaw out here in uh, Lakeway cause we're doing our little, um, uh, corporate swellness challenge. So there's, there's steaks out there, not like the steaks you eat, but as 
T-A-K-E-S. And basically he's got to drop a ton of weight. And he's like, dude, I can't fucking fit my greens in because I'm stuffed because he was also clearly under eating. So here's the thing, bro. Um, You know, here's the misconception with the leaning protocol, which is, which is one of our, our auto templates. You download this sucker, you do a little research, understand what the fuck macros are. You type in your body weight and literally this thing spits out how you need to lay out your meals, right? You got you, you just got to eat and it's got to become habit and uh, you got to get over, I guess, you just got to find the right foods that are palatable, that allow you to continue eating. I would eat your greens up front uh, just so you can get them in and commit to them. Then get your proteins and fat and nibble on your carbs. And especially if you're, if you're like a, a carb sensitive guy, you don't need a ton of carbs. Maybe that's where you kick it back. Right. But, um, Short answer is don't tinker with the weight, man. Uh, on the spreadsheet, put your body weight in, follow that sucker, and watch yourself lean out. Not to be confused with weight loss, right, Tyler? Like that's one of the things that we talk about with people, yeah. people who step on the scale and they're like, "I'm not losing any weight," and it's like, dude, look at your fucking abs. Your abs are there. Say hello. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Do you guys want to jump on this? You know, should. It, how do you deal with, when you're dealing with your personal clients on like your nutrition planning or your meal planning um, and they hit you with this? How do you deal with this with them? Yeah, no, the, with our nutrition clients and when I hear issues like that, I, um, I, like you said, we focus on like palatability and how can we create, especially with the carbs. I don't know, protein, like you can, protein's pretty dense. Like I don't really feel like there's a ton of people who have a hard time eating six ounces, seven ounces of meat. And if, I mean, maybe that's you, I don't know. I can take down like a cow and it's not a big deal. Uh, the carbs though get kind of bulky. So like the rice and the sweet potatoes, especially the the sweet potatoes. Um, so to try and make it smaller, sometimes we'll try and condense the carbs to a smaller volume. Like we'll do, like if you take the sweet potatoes and you mash them, it actually ends up being kind of a smaller volume. So like you measure it baked whole and then you mash it up and it's easier to go down, goes down easier. I know Tyler, a lot of times actually got his um, help with somebody, one of my hardcore athletes that has to eat a shit ton of food and we were taking rice and putting like honey on it. So you get a shit ton of carbohydrates in the honey. Um, you don't want to go crazy with it, but it, it, it allowed us to cut some of the rice out and it made it easier for her to get other stuff in. Um, cooking your greens too. Like, how are you eating your greens? If you're having a giant salad, like, okay, you're going to get full, like volumetrically, you're going to get full. But if you roast some veggies or you like cook down some like spinach or something, you can get a bunch of greens in a really small package and it shouldn't be that big of a deal. Um, that's how I handle it, I guess, with my people. I don't know who you people are though, because I can eat so much food <laughs> volume wise. Yeah, and I guess and that's like where never never feel full. I can eat all day. And I guess I don't know, maybe I've trained myself to do that. I don't know. <laughs> and, but but Lay, I guess that's where, you know, when as you're working with these your clients on the nutrition coaching or meal planning is like there's different strategies for different people. And it could be right, you know, so that's that was one strategy that you you employed, but I guess I'm just nervous to this feels like a guy who's tried it for a week or two and like hasn't committed to a long haul approach. I think after like, give it a month, man, and just try to figure out a strategy. Maybe it's timing, get up earlier and try to get more calories in earlier. Maybe I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm trying to throw some things around because 
Uh, if you're at the end of the day, you haven't got enough calories in and all you want to do is fucking go to sleep after work and after training and you're like, oh, I got to throw in another fucking 570 calories. Like that might be a struggle. So try to get up, try to get it up in front, like wake up 30 minutes earlier, get a bigger meal in earlier. I actually find whenever I follow a meal plan, like a specific meal plan, if I'm like Tyler was working on some stuff for me going into the open, uh-huh. I get more, I get more hungry. Like I could go, you know, when I have my big breakfast with the protein and everything, and then I eat lunch and then I have meal for like an afternoon, like I start to actually, it makes me more hungry. Like I feel like my metabolism increases and, um, you know, when I want more food, so maybe it's just a little bit of a getting used to that aspect. Like you said, you know, do it after a month. Like, how are you feeling? So, yeah. Yeah. So maybe, I mean, maybe that's a strategy is, um, cause I, you know, the way, the way that the leaning protocol shakes out is it, I think, um, for a four meal, the second meal is like kind of like snack size. So maybe roll some of your meal three calories up into meal two. I mean, and it also depends on when you're training as well, how the, yeah. the template pushes it together. Um, but I think that that could be an approach too. So maybe rather than change, like the eat, eat more food, bro. If you're under eating, it's, it's going to be an issue, but uh, just maybe try to shift around some of those meals and see if you can't get more food in earlier. I don't know. That's just a couple things to, I guess, tinker with versus drop the calories. Mm-hmm. So, all right. All right. Now let's roll forward. Uh, McGee. Yes, sir. So my guy here, I'm assuming it's a guy. Let me click through before I make any assumptions. Travis, um, he's saying, Hey, he's an overweight dude. Uh, he's trying to lean out and lose some fat. Can you please explain the whole calorie deficit to total macro equation? Um, thanks and keep up the great work. Fist bump looks like some sort of like pick and hammer deal. I'm fucking in. Uh, those are, those are emoticons people. So I don't know, Leia, you want to, are you kind of dialed into what, what he's thinking here? Actually, no, I don't understand the question. So the, what is the deficit to macro equation? Like how much of a caloric deficit do we want to put you on? Is that kind of what you think he's going after? Maybe Tyler, are you picking up on what he's putting down? Yeah. I mean, I get the, Core deficit part. I'm not really sure what he means as All far right, as so let, let's uh, just say let's look at this guy. Let's look let's look at his account. Okay, private again. Um he's looks like he's an active dude getting into some boxing stuff. Okay, so here's the deal, bro. I think what you need to understand, there, there is no magic equation, all right, uh per se. Because when I hear equation, like there's equality, right? But the general approach and strategy is to stay alive, your body burns calories right? This would be if you were to curl up in bed in a dark, cold room, have a bedpan and a catheter, use one eye to sit and watch the whole Fast and Furious series, how many calories would it take for you to do that, right? And literally do nothing else. Just breathe, heartbeat, that type of stuff. That's your basal metabolic rate. Then whatever activity you do on top of that requires calories, right? So if that's calories, I guess, out in a normal, healthy individual. Then you have food that you eat. That's calories in. So total macro equation, like, dude, here's our macro equation. Carbs, fat, and uh, carbs, fat, and, and protein, along with very nutrient-dense foods. We call that Roy G. Biv. So if you look up Roy G. Biv on Power Athlete HQ, uh, what are macronutrients on Power Athlete HQ? We got answers for you, bro. But how it shakes out is you need to eat less 
then you're burning throughout the day to lose fat. It's just that simple. Like don't overthink it. There's no, nothing really, really crazy about that. I think maybe it's just kind of a basics for this guy. And uh, for those of you who are like, yeah, no shit. Like, listen, if you can say it more poetically, send it in in haiku format, please. Because that's how we, from now on, are uh, only, we're only receiving customer complaints in haikus. So just a heads up. But Leah, anything on top of that? Um, no, I mean, you know, everybody's different. Like you said, some people's calories versus calories out is going to be totally different. Um, a lot of that is how much are you training? How much have you been dieting? Like if he's a kind of a bigger dude looking to lose fat, have you been chronically dieting for years and years and years? Okay. That's going to change things significantly. So yeah, there's no magic number. If there was, I'd be really fucking rich and not talking to these guys. Yeah. <laughs> So you know, your best bet is to, is to either grab a protocol or work with a coach so we can kind of figure out what works best for you and what kind of deficit you need. There you go. All right. So uh, I'm just going to do this one real quick uh, because this guy did not follow the instruction. Levi Swang, here's the deal. He has keto for gaining weight. I'll go answer that for him. Yeah, sounds good. Um, next question. Uh, <laughs> What are your top three meal recommendations for someone trying to gain weight? Hmm. How do you want to tackle this one? Because here's when I was reading this one, I'm thinking like this is one of those things where teach a man to fish type deal, you know? Give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. Teach a man to fish, he'll eat forever. Feed his family. What's the, what's the haiku? I can't remember. Who wrote that one? <laughs> it's, uh, te- I don't know. Catch a man a fish and he'll eat. Teach a man to fish and he'll feed his family. I don't know. There's right. probably like 20 different Instagram versions of it. Well, here's the deal. Like, uh, uh, what are your top three meal recommendations for someone trying to gain weight? Uh, Insta cooker. And more than you can handle. There it is. Lots of, lots of food. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, um, uh, if you if you're cooking for you and let's say a sago, so it's a meal for two cook for four. And then eat the rest of it like that. It's just that simple. But if you're looking for like convenient recommendations, so I'm just going to go ahead and put word in uh, Jonathan DeFries's mouth. So what are the, what are your top three quick meal recommendations for someone trying to gain weight? Um, let's go with like for breakfast, a fucking big old omelet, right? I think Rob Wolf like ages ago had a recipe for like a 1200 calorie omelet. Didn't he? Tyler, I don't know. You're, his, you're a prodigy of Rob's art. Yeah. You're Rob. He had a big uh, yeah, but uh, I, yeah, but for some reason, I was thinking it was John that had that recipe for him. It was like a 12 egg omelet. And then I we have, and then there's the Power Athlete Pizza. That's a fucking good recipe that I like, but that takes a lot of prep. So that's not like a quick and convenient one. Um, I like meatloaf because you, it's dense. Like you can, mm-hmm. unfortunately, if you're trying to lean and you want to make like a meatloaf, the piece that you cut off of the meatloaf that's like four ounces is really, it looks tiny. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. It's yeah. delicious. You can eat like, I mean, I used to make meatloaf and I would use like two pounds of meat, I think, in one of those bread pan trays. Yeah. I could eat, I could eat half the tray easy. So it's packed into such a dense package. That stuff's good. So we got, I went with the omelet. Leia's going with the meatloaf. Tyler, what do you got? Ah, something, <laughs> something I do a lot, whether cutting weight, maintaining, or game, is just hamburger and rice. So if I'm trying, to, if if I'm in like a weight gain thing, I'll do more of a, a high fat ground hamburger, mix it with rice, and I I squirt a bunch of mustard in there. 
I know that sounds really weird, and I just mix it all together. That's like literally one of my favorite meals. There you so, go. And bacon that's- rice is one of my favorite meals. Ribeye steak with butter and white rice. Oh my God. So and listen, good. I'm about to unlock and provide you all listening to Power Athlete Nation with one of my Jack Street, when I was back on the Jack Street, one of my secret go-to fucking budget meals. You head to Chipotle, you don't fucking order anything. You order the meat as sides. So you go, I would go two sides of steak, two sides of chicken, two sides of rice. And dude, it's cheaper than a fucking burrito bowl with uh, extra rice, extra steak. Isn't that fucking insane? So get out there, bring your $11.70 and enjoy, uh, I think it's 16 ounces of meat and, <laughs> and you know, two cups of rice cooked. Love hack. Dude, I'm telling you, like, you're welcome. You're welcome, world. Uh, so I think those are three, three solid answers there from my man. All right, let's go. Let's go. Who's next? Benny. Uh, Benny Skuntnik. Two questions. Do, uh, do you guys see any issues following Jack Street while being on the leaning protocol? uh tyler did this no. i'm pretty sure no not at all. i think it's great i mean that's what i do I'm, I'm you know since since i unofficially retired from fighting i'm probably getting back but anyway uh jack street's pretty much what i've stuck with and i do that with the lean protocol fine um i personally if i really want to lean out add some steady state cardio in there um, you know, just to get that little bit extra, but no, I think those pair perfect together. There you go. I've, I've done it too. It's fine. Just do it. Now here's the, here's the shake though, right? If you're like on an aggressive caloric deficit, this goes back to my man's training or question earlier about, uh, uh, training days when you're in a caloric deficit and you feel like dog shit, spoon, shovel. You're going to be dealt a spoon, get in there and get your reps, go to failure. Like it, it will happen and it is possible. As long as you're not compromising posture position under load, then you're not going to fuck yourself up and you should push yourself along that trajectory. That's going to benefit, right? Which is getting jacked on Jack street. And then his follow-up question here for you, Tyler, uh, if he keeps putting his meals on Instagram, will the melee way continue to regram them? I will, because that guy is a gangster. Um, you know, he's one of my clients I work with. But he's doing a really good job. He's losing steady weight. Yeah. He is a jack dude already. You know, he's losing his weight. And he's always – he's being creative. He's not being, you know, like lazy with his meals. He's being creative and making them look really good. I dude, mean, he's, Ben, he's I remember this fucking guy. I met this fucking guy. Yeah. So I met Ben. Ben was like a – Ben's a swimmer, and now he's a strength coach. I think still for a swim team, but he's a high school strength coach. I met him in South Bend. And he shocker. Are you ready? Like it does not shock me that uh, he's fucking crushing it with you, Tyler, because he showed up to the cert and literally was just like fucking smoke coming off of his notepad. You know how we say we want you to take notes, write everything down, ask questions. Guess who this fucking guy was? The guy who actually did it. So that's awesome, man. Benny, nice to see you again, bud. Glad that everything's going well. Glad that Tyler's treating you well. <laughs> All right. What else? Let's barrel forward. All right, Carlson. Dylan Carlson, let's barrel forward. I got a long one here, so guys, bear with me. Um, all right, so here's what Dylan says. I'm upping my protein intake and getting back into the gym as well. Uh, back into the gym as well. I've not touched a barbell in over a year. Parenthesis. I was working in the forest doing restoration and reforestation. It's a physical job. 
Uh, before that, he was following the CrossFit football program. He's almost 40, and he's back in school with two days dedicated to lifting and a third day for conditioning. He's had a hard time judging what grams of protein look like. Wait a minute. Okay, he's 175 pounds, uh, is a gram to kilo body weight, good. And if I were to divide that by three meals a day, what would 27-ish grams of protein look like? I don't have a scale. I just want to stay strong this year. Uh, uh, who's going? Why can't he buy a food scale? Let's pretend he <laughs> just can't. Does he live in the forest? Maybe. Is that what's happening? Okay, living in the forest. First of all, I think he might need a little bit more protein. Yeah. He said a gram to kilo, right? Yeah, he needs so two, two grams. Two pound, he yeah. needs two grams to... Gram per pound. So yeah, two so pay, a gram-ish. Sorry. Yeah, so two Go. grams per kilo. So first of all, he needs more protein and then divide it out. But uh, Tyler, what's, our, what's our, our nifty little secret picture we send people with the palm size serving? Um, like two palms palm of per meal? Yeah, pal well, palm size serving. Yeah, for me, a fist is generally a serving of carbs tip of your finger the from the top knuckle to the end is a tablespoon yeah it's pretty cool i think he needs a double palm though so if he's looking for the amount of protein per meal two palms for his size yeah for three meals a day for three um, meals a day two palms at least one palm is like bitch size that's yeah, not yeah yeah two palms per three meals he probably could probably stand to get some more but that's a good starting point yeah yeah so there you go bro and uh like in terms of yeah so Let's just keep it there. So two palms, make it happen. But dude, remember, you need to fucking get your greens in. Get your fucking greens in your micro to get your micros right. Roy G. Biv, go check it out. Roy G. Biv. Um, all right, Jaybird, what's up? All right, Jaybird28, when cooking with fat, a.k.a. olive oil, coconut oil, butter, do I count these towards my macros? Also, any carb protein suggestions for breakfast? Thanks for, uh, thanks for all y'all do and keep up the awesome job. So let's just assume since this question is like a, a concern, he's probably, okay, let's say you're leaning out. Go. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, you're, you're absolutely going to count those because, I mean, you're consuming them. It's one thing if you're, if you're spraying, if you're doing like the, the Pam olive oil and you're spraying that in the pan. You don't, know, put, don't use Pam, but, first but of all. Do, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying if the guy's doing it. Um, but if not, yeah, I mean, like if you're smearing the pan, you're, you're putting a drop of olive oil or coconut oil in there. Absolutely. Count that towards it. Um, cause you know, you're going to be consuming it. Um, you know, you wouldn't be using it if it wasn't attaching to your food. Right. So there um, you go. You know, so the, the, yes, count that oil for shizzle. Um, and that's on the bulk that's on the lean. I mean, but if you can be a little more, uh, I guess liberal with, with that type of stuff, if you're, if you're trying to gain some weight, but I guess, you know, that's where I think that's where some people might just kind of geek out. Like they think they don't realize how much is actually cooking into their food. Right. Um, you know, yeah, no. or something. In, in my experience, the two biggest killers of the, the killers of loss when it comes to uh, losing weight is people don't want to count the stuff they're adding into their recipes, whether yeah. it's a spray, whether it's the milk they're mixing with and they don't want to count their condiments and man, that stuff can add up to, you know, if, if I've got you steadily losing weight, um, you know, my goal is not to do it fast. My goal is to do it steadily. I might only have you in, you know, a, a few hundred 
um, you know, calories of caloric deficit a week or something, and you're killing that. I mean, you're, you're putting yourself way over that. We, we've talked about it before, and it drives me nuts. With our leaning protocol, that's really what we're doing. We're not killing people with a caloric deficit. We're giving them a caloric deficit that gets them a smooth and steady weight loss. Mm-hmm. So if, if you're doing that, and again, our goal is smooth and steady and healthy and, and performance-based. If you're doing that, but you're constantly adding things in there that have calories, you know, it's not uncommon that you're going to put yourself over it. There Barbecue sauce will kill you. Oh, fuck yeah. Unfortunately. So sad. So sad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. And then uh, here we go. Can you gain muscle mass on a keto diet? Yes. Um, and then Nate is asking if backpacking for three days, what go-to foods would you pack to work on staying in ketosis? Pemison. Pemison. Is that how you say it? I don't know. I have no clue yeah. what you're fucking talking about. What is uh, it? It's like a stick of dried fat and meat product. Huh. That's interesting. Have you seriously not heard about this? No, yeah. I haven't. I need to look this up though because like I, I'm- P-E-M-I-C-C-A-N, I believe. Maybe it's called pemmican. I don't know how to say it. But <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a fatty version of beef jerky, but it's not beef. It's, it's, it's fat. And it's That's interesting. Delicious. There you go. And so, you can take it backpacking and it's a super, yeah, it's really high in fat. So yeah. So like, so this mystery pemmican that Leia's is talking about some jerky, I'd imagine, uh, different animals, like maybe even some salmon jerky, some pork jerky, some lamb jerky, some beef jerky, um, uh, coconut oil in co- little yeah. packets, coconut oil, coconut flakes, coconut butter. Right. Yeah, this is this is something I'm not necessarily with the keto, but this is something I'm looking into because I'm planning on later this year going on a big backpack uh, elk hunt in Colorado later this year, and I have several friends who do this. And you know, you you're going in there for two to three weeks. You can only eat what's in your backpack, and you know you're 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 taking quite a hike, so you can't really afford to weigh down your pack a lot. You know, these guys will be there for three weeks and lose twenty, you know, twenty five pounds. So, you know, a general rule of thumb for them is normally, I think, I believe it's a hundred, I'm still new to, to learning this, but I believe it's a hundred calories per ounce of food. Like that's the, it, if you have an ounce of anything, it needs to be worth a hundred calories. Oh, oh, interesting. Yeah. And there's a, cause you have to think of the, 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 the size of it, the shape of it. Yeah. It has to be able to, to stay, you know, it can't be, weather can affect it. It's, it's a super, super cool thing. I've, I, I've always wanted to go elk hunting, but I was more of the top, you know, go out there, find them, stalk them, kill them. But what led me to the backpacking was it is such a, a, a nutritional or it's such a nutrition based thing that people aren't really addressing, but it's kind of cool. You know, it's, it's something I want to kind of just experience so I can, you know, possibly write something about it or, or, or yeah, totally. That. Anything else to add on to that land? No, that's, I mean, you got it's it's tough because you want to stay in ketosis. So like if you have too much protein and not enough fat, you're not going to stay in ketosis because the body's going to turn extra protein into glucose. So it's got to be a lot of fat based items. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Let's get. To, I know we have a couple speed. I'm going to just go speed round because unfortunately I'm running out of time on my end, guys. Um, weight room and BJJ training training BJJ two to three times a week, roughly one hour of drill with two to four hour hard rolls per day, uh, recreational slash hobby, but may compete down the road, as well as trying to fit in weight training on top of that. Was lifting four days a week and eventually had some overuse injuries, backs and shoulders. 
Uh, currently, I train BJJ Monday, Wednesday night, another session on the weekends, open mat when I can. Hit the weight room Tuesday, Friday with basic barbell, squat, press, RDL, lunge, cleans, pull-up, GHD, hammies. Monday, Thursday mornings, he likes to hit the gym for a nice little warm-up and some pre-ham type stuff. Dude, this guy's fucking all over the place. Um, would you love to keep getting or would love to keep would you like to keep getting stronger? Yeah, that'd be great. But he would love to keep getting stronger. Is that possible? Just weight training twice a week. If so, what type of percent of lips would I be hitting and what rep range? Would like to lift without taking away from BJJ training. Well, I should have fucking read this first because this isn't really nutrition. Is it Herndon Rusty Department? Um, I don't know. So this is our boy Rusty. Tyler is on your on your feed. Yeah. What's your what's your take? I, I know I know first off, can you get stronger just weight training two days a week? Yeah, well let's let's explain. Let's talk about how you get stronger. Okay. There's two ways to get stronger, bro. Okay. There's two ways. One, neurologically, two, structurally. Meaning if you put a heavy barbell on your back, you will stress the system through those movement patterns neurologically and structurally. So that can contribute to increased force production. But the shit that you're doing on the mat and rolling is making you stronger, okay? So if you're talking about traditional strength and putting up big numbers on a barbell in the gym, but your goal is to fucking beat ass on uh, you know, the fucking mat, who gives a shit about the numbers, bro? You just got to get in, do your work, master your craft, and you will get stronger in the domain that you need to be stronger in, which is on the mat fucking choking people out. But that's kind of my take on it. So, Tyler, what's up? Yeah, I mean, do you want to be do you want to be stronger in the weight room, or do you want to be stronger on the mat? Um, you know, I, I have buddies. I actually use uh, Zach Cummings, one of my clients, one of my UFC guys, as an example. Um, I might embarrass him here, but this son of a gun cannot do one strict pull up. He has it is it is it's quite impressive uh, feat of minimal strength. But when this guy gets a hold of you, it feels like there's vice grips on whatever he grabs. Um, it is a, it, it, a freakish level of, of tendon strength. And he's a young guy, but he has that old man strength we talk about. Um, you know, and he does not lift weights ever, like at all. Um, you know, it frustrates me how strong this guy is when he's on the mats. And if that's your goal, I mean, of course, two days a week is plenty. That being said, I think two days a week is plenty to get strong in the weight room and you know, out there on the mat, I used to do it constantly. So when I was training full time, always had fights coming up, um, was kind of most of it over the years was in the pre power athlete days and just CrossFit football. And what I would do most times is I would just follow the amateur progression of CrossFit football. I would do the strength lifts and then go train. That, that was literally all I would do. I would never touch the, the Metcon, anything like that. And I was getting stronger constantly, you know. Um, I set a, a, a deadlift PR at uh, 500 pounds, uh, a 500-pound deadlift, actually just a couple weeks before I was supposed to cut weight. Um, you know, it wasn't really intended. I just did it. But uh, it's, it's totally possible. If I was doing it now, I would probably follow our uh, field strong. I would do field strong and maybe just hit the warm-up and the strength. Um, you know, if it was me, I would hit, hit, the, hit our warm-up, hit our strength, and then go in there and, and train if possible. If two days a week is all you can do, though, I would still, you know, I would still hit our field strong. I would just choose two of those lifts. I would do those lifts only, but I would still, uh, you know, get in, do the warm up. Me personally, I think the warm ups are the most important part 
of that. If I could go back and do anything differently with my, my Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and my mixed martial arts training, it would be um, to have, you know, warm ups that actually made sense. Not just going in there, jumping, doing some jumping jacks and shadow boxing. I would, I yeah. would go in there and actually worry about proper positioning and all this stuff. Cause man, that's, that's injury prevention. And the, the number one thing that gets fighters out of the game is injury. Um, so, you know, that if I could do it again, go over, I would check out our field strong, do the warm ups, hit the lifts, go in there and train. Yeah. And, and Tex is probably like, when he listens to this, he's going to like, you remember when we got, he, he's, he gets fired up on this stuff, right? So there's like, don't confuse, like, it's just the numbers on the bar are a uh, indication of progress. They're not the answer. So your goal is to train BJJ. If you're fucking cutting people up and, and beating ass, then you're good. Um, but yes, two days of weight training sounds about right. If you can get a third in there and think of like, uh, you know, push, pull, upper, lower is kind of how we split. Uh, there's also a ton of shit we can do if you have a training partner uh, with our manual resistance type stuff that increases neural efficiency and coordination, which is basically your ability to recruit maximal strength quicker, which ultimately leads to more power, which is going to be a little more applicable in the type of stuff that you do. So yes, plenty of time and you're doing it right. To be honest with you, like this is a pretty good cadence. Keep on going, stick to it. It's a long road. Let's see how it happens, how it, how it all shakes out. Because at the end of the day, when you're talking about something like uh, BJJ, your success relies heavily on your skill level, right? So as skill increases, you would like to see a compensatory increase in strength and power as well. And I think you're doing it right, to be honest with you, as long as you're, uh, you know, uh, balancing volume and intensity, uh, and really reducing volume on your lifts and just hitting high intensity on your lifts because you're getting your volume work through the jujitsu, right? So there's the answer there. Uh, let's jump over Leia to your feed. I know we got a, a little posterino or question on yours about iron and here enhance we go. Uh, okay. We got an individual who has recent onset of high iron. The same individual had a family history of high iron. What are the dietary fixes for this? Okay. Um, honestly, with the high iron, interesting about a little background on high iron. Um, high iron can actually be really dangerous as because iron oxidizes super easily in the body. So the body can only excrete so much iron at once. Um, if you get iron overload, and it sounds like what this guy's got is a familial genetic issue that is causing them to have excess iron in the blood. Um, and that's not super common, but it, it happens. Um, and so what, what you can have that is an increased risk for cardiovascular disease, heart disease, things like that. Um, a couple of other issues, the easiest and safest thing to do is actually to donate blood. So to get rid of, if your iron levels are elevated, you should go donate blood. Um, and you should probably go donate blood fairly regularly, not saying that you do it every three months. Um, that's not necessary um, for a lot of people, but you know, a couple times a year, you go donate some blood, it drops your iron levels. That's the easiest way to do it. As far as nutritional fixes, there's a couple of things you can try, but I don't know that they will give you a great result. Um, but green tea, um, and rosemary are supposed to be herbals that can reduce iron absorption. And then curcumin, which is found in turmeric, um, can potentially uh, 
bring the iron levels down or, or chelate the iron and help you excrete them more. So those are like nutritional things that you could take in. But again, uh, the safest thing to do is just to go donate some blood. And it depends on what your levels are. I mean, if they're not crazy high, then maybe you can just make some changes to your, you know, are you cooking out of cast iron? That could potentially like slightly increase your iron content. Are you drink like, where's the water that you're drinking coming from? What kind of supplements are you taking? Does your, does your multi have a bunch of iron in it? Maybe you need one that's an iron free one, stuff like that. So there's a, there's a lot more going into that question, but if you were recently diagnosed with high iron and you got a family history, I'd go donate blood. Um, and then kind of just watch my iron consumption and then get it monitored. You should be able to get your blood tested periodically to see what your iron levels are um, and then monitor it from there. Leia, you fucking smashed that one. Yeah, done. But I I'm should nurse, just honestly you know. let you answer every fucking question so I don't stumble around here tripping on metaphors and saying um and uh and mouth breathing into the fucking microphone for our poor listeners. But you have that killer beard, so. Uh, Okay, okay, so everyone asking about the beard, here's the nutrition plan. Uh, A vegan, if you, I'm I'm a vegan now. (laughs) So I'm a vegan that eats red meat, fish, fowl, seafood, and eggs. Or as Tyler would say, meat. Awesome. Um, But no reptile yet. (laughs) Dude, I got to get in my reptile game. People, we smashed that. That was kind of quick and efficient. And Leah, I know you're on lunch break. Uh, I do have to pop off too. Tyler, I don't even know what you're doing. But Power Athlete <laughs> thank you very much for your time. If you want to learn more about the nutrition, powerathletehq.com slash nutrition. Or you could just email nutrition at powerathletehq. So there's your public service announcement. These fuckers are smart. You guys are smart. I'm glad that we have you to, to address these questions and not me. Because I just, you know, I make most of this stuff up. But it sounds so good. <laughs> <laughs> since we have a podcast and it's on the internet, it makes it fucking fact. So that's how it works. Yeah, everything's true on the internet. Do you hear that? So Leah, Tyler, until next time, thank you guys for your time. And thank you, Power Athlete Nation, for getting those questions out there, giving us something to chat about. And uh, I guess that's it for this edition of the Premier Podcast in Strength and Conditioning. So, conditioning. Conditioning. It's an echo. <laughs> All right, so Leah, I'll talk to you later. Tyler, see you later, guys. All right, bye. Bye. See you guys. Now it's time for you to empower your performance. Impressed by our nutrition experts? I thought you would be. Get in touch with Tyler and Leah by heading to www.powerathletehq.com backslash nutrition for personal meal coaching. You can also creep on these gurus by following them on Instagram. Tyler can be reached at at the Melee Way, that's M-E-L-E-E Way, and Leah K, of course, at Leah K underscore all day. And for this episode, I'll leave you with Leah K's secret to putting together the perfect team for the CrossFit Open. <laughs> You've got to drive down to the Texaco station and pick up some dudes. That's, that's fine. That's how it works. I know these things. You drive down to the Texaco in Wimberley. And there's dudes waiting out there and you say, okay, who knows how to do snatches or who knows how to do ring muscle up, whatever. And then whoever knows, you pick those dudes up and you go for the day. And you, you pay them. That's it. Don't you know this? Until next time. Bye. <laughs>